Hey, thanks for joining us at our online location, wherever you are joining us from. We are really excited about our service this morning. We're about to get into some worship music that is just going to be uplifting and inspiring. And we have a talk planned in our series, How to Be Victors. It's called the Pre-Game Jam. I think it's going to be a great encouragement to you and really get you ready for your week and help you be a victor this week. Before we get into all of that, why don't you just take a moment, gather the people in your house, maybe grab a coffee, take a second to invite a friend. It's as simple as clicking the blue button below. Man, God has been doing some amazing things in people's lives, and it's been incredible to watch Him grow our church even when we can't gather together. Take a second and jump in the comments if you want to participate in our online community this morning. And we're about to get started in a worship service that I am praying is going to be really meaningful and encouraging to you this morning. Oh, just one word, you calm the storm that surrounds me. Just one word, the darkness has to retreat. Just one touch, I feel the presence of heaven. Just one touch. My eyes were open to see, my heart can't help but believe. There's nothing that our God can do, there's not a mountain that He can move. Oh, praise the name that makes a way, there's nothing that our God can do. Just one word, you heal what's broken inside. one word and you revive every dream just one touch I feel the power of heaven just one touch my eyes were open to see my heart can't help but believe there's nothing that our God can do Jesus, let faith arise, 
let all decree there's no power like the power of jesus i will believe for greater things there's no power like the power of jesus let faith arise let all agree there's no power like the power of jesus i will believe for greater things there's no power like the power of jesus let faith arise let all agree there's no power like his power there's nothing that our god can't do there's not a mountain that Praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing, there's nothing that Jesus can do. Oh, there's nothing that our God can do. There's not a prison wall he can't break through. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that our God can do. Say I am, I 
chosen, not forsaken, I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me, I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am, who the sun sets free, always free. Underneath your breath 
hope that worship was really inspiring to you and encouraging. It's so good to just worship God for who He is. It's, it's what we need. It's so good for us. And it's leading up to what the next talk in our series, How to Be Victors, is. I mean, this talk is called the pre-game jam. And if you have your Bibles or a Bible app, you need to open it up to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is going to be uh, a passage that maybe not a lot of people have heard about or looked at, but it's a, f- a really exciting battle story, and it can't, it can't be a better talk for today than in our series, How to Be Victors. It's just going to be, I think, a really good one for all of us to dig into and study together. And before we do that, would you just take a moment and pray with me as we ask God to do something incredible in our hearts and our lives and our community? 
Dear God, we just thank you for being who you are. We know that so much changes in our lives. Things are so uncertain. Some days are good and some days are kind of rough, but you are unchanging. We thank you that your love for us doesn't change. Your presence with us doesn't change. Would you help us to be more aware of that right now this morning and through our week? Give strength to those who need strength. Give courage to those who are wrestling and struggling with fear. Restore health to those who are sick. We just pray that you would move and do absolutely incredible stuff in our lives and our community. We need more of you, not more of us. So speak to us through your word, your inspired word. Speak to us. We need you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. What's your pregame jam? We're going to talk about music here for a little bit, and I, I want to know what's your, like, what's your pregame jam, the song that you turn on to get you pumped up and ready for your day, ready for the big game. I know you probably don't have a big game today, but what, what, what gets you ready? What's your pregame jam? I would love to hear from you and hear what your pregame favorite number one jam is. Listen, I'm a kid who grew up in the 90s. I'm a generation Xer. And I know you millennials think you got the music thing down, but when it comes to pregame jams, man, nobody was better than us. I mean, the 90s pumped out some of the best, best pregame music, pump you up jams that have ever been created. Case and Point are, is this incredible collection of albums called Jock Jams. If you never heard of Jock Jams, do yourself a favor. Not right now. We got important business to do right now. But this afternoon, you jump on Apple Music or Spotify and look up some Jock Jams. Look up the albums. These things were so incredible and creative. That when they came out with new albums, they didn't, they didn't even come up with new names. They were just like Jock Jams Volume 1, Jock Jams Volume 2, Jock Jams Volume 3. I mean, these albums were responsible for tons of high school <laughs> pregame DJ mixes. Like, they were, this is where things like CNC Music Factory is going to make you sweat till you bleed became so popular. I don't even know what that means. And why would anybody want to do something like that? I, I think my whole goal during these last couple of weeks has been to not break a sweat, for better or worse. They, they brought us things like, whoop, there it is. I mean, if you don't know what these tunes are and these albums, boy, you are missing out. And I should... I should make sure that I put this disclaimer out there right now. In no way am I endorsing any of these artists or their songs or their albums. There are pregame jams in every genre of music. There are pregame jams for every type of circumstance that exists. And to prove it to you, I came up with a list of quarantined pre-game jams, the pump-you-up music for life as you are socially separated and locked down and spending way more time at home with the people you loved and love, hopefully still 
hopefully still present tense love and not past tense loved, before you spend all this time with them, here, here it is, you've got you to gotta get some of these while we're stuck at home and sweating it out and feeling the pressure, right? So, so here's, here's my top 10 quarantined pregame jams, pump you up, get you ready for every circumstance you will have to experience while you are staying at home and socially separating from your normal, normal schedule and circumstances. Number one. While you're mowing the grass for the fourth time this week because you have nothing better to do. It doesn't matter if you're push mowing two little strips of grass or if you're mowing an acre. The jam for you is God's Country by Blake Shelton. All the country boys right now are like, oh yeah, we knew this was going to be, we knew we liked him. We knew we liked this guy. He just dropped Blake Shelton's (laughs) God's Country on us. When the kids fall asleep at night, you, those of you that have kids, when the kids fall asleep at night, here's your, here's your quarantined jock jam, pump you up, pregame jam. It's Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Here's for when you, uh, when you finally get out of the house for the first time this month. Your, your pregame jam is Free Fallin' by Tom Petty. When you're looking at that dude... And you're like, what is wrong with this guy? Try on Simple Man by Leonard Skinnerd. The guy loves his mom way too much. I mean, it's good to love your mom, but there comes a point, right? Where like, mama told me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's one for all of you homeschooling parents who never wanted to be a teacher, never liked teaching, and now all of a sudden you're doing it every day. Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf. Try, try that as your pre-game jam before you start homeschooling in the morning. Round Here by Counting Crows for those melancholy family meetings where you have to gather everyone together in your house who is on the brink of, of chaos and circling the drain. And you got to like, round here. You got that one? Okay, here's the next one. This is for when you leave Walmart. I probably shouldn't have said Walmart. This is, this is for when you finally made that venture out and picked up the supplies you needed from whatever store you needed to get supplies from. It's called Alive by Pearl Jam. Oh, I'm still alive. Here's one that I totally do not endorse. I also do not endorse you know, fights at home, but one for the married people when you just are running out of patience with each other, it's called Check Yourself by Ice Cube. If you Google that one, make sure you Google the, the, clean, the clean version. All right, so Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Some of you, you love this song. You put it on replay, repeat over and over and over again. I know you, I know you do. I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in, standing in front of the freezer, getting ready to dig into the last gallon of ice cream as you stress eat yourself to sleep. That's your pregame jam. And then last but not least, what a man gotta do. That's for all you dudes by the Jonas Brothers. What a man gotta do. What a man gotta do to get locked down by you. Those are your pregame quarantine jams. You're welcome. The, the thing about pregame jams is they can become 
your anthem. They can become your battle cry for life. And battle cries can become a really important part of being a victor. This morning, I want to talk to you about your pre-game jam for life in general. Your spiritual pre-game jam. The, 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 the tune, the stance, the anthem that'll get you ready for whatever is coming this week. That'll prepare you for every battle you're going to face. Whether it's a relational battle, an inner struggle, something that you just can't seem to beat. Or whether it's the circumstances that you find yourself and the challenges you find yourself in right now whether they're financial or your health, whatever you got going on. I want to talk to you today about your spiritual pregame jam, your anthem, your new battle cry that'll help you be a victor in life through God. There's this passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This passage, it's important to get the context of this before we get to our stance and our own battle cry, our own spiritual pregame jam. Chapter 20 focuses on a battle, and this king, his name was Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat of Judah. At this time in history, the nation of Israel was divided into two sections, and Jehoshaphat was king of one of those sections. Ahab was a king who was recently killed. In, in the other part of Israel. Now this is really important because what leads up to this big win in chapter 20 for Jehoshaphat. In a battle that seemed overwhelming and way too close to home and really difficult. What led up to this win was actually a very epic and embarrassing failure. You see in chapter 19, 18... The, Ahab, the other king of Israel, and Jehoshaphat, they partner up and they decided that they were going to go fight their enemies together. But Ahab had this like goofy plan they devised together. You know how sometimes your plans, they seem really smart before you start them sometime. The intros to my talks, they seem really smart before I start them. And then you realize about partway in that that was probably not such a good idea. Ahab and Jehoshaphat had to devised this plan and Ahab had said hey Jehoshaphat you dress up like a king that you are I'm going to dress up like a commoner because they're really after me and that way we can trick them they go into battle the people start pursuing Jehoshaphat the enemy Jehoshaphat is running I mean it gets just downright downright embarrassing for Jehoshaphat it's even worse for Ahab they start chasing down Jehoshaphat. The, the picture here is Jehoshaphat is running away as they pursue him and calling out for God. The king is on the run. The chariots are pursuing him. They get close enough to realize that this isn't the one they wanted. They really wanted Ahab. They call off the pursuit and Jehoshaphat escapes, though in embarrassing fashion. Meanwhile, some random archer launches an arrow into the battle and kills King Ahab, though he's dressed like a commoner. It was an embarrassing defeat. It was a, it was a, it couldn't go more wrong kind of beatdown. It was a, it was a moment where their greatest plans end up looking so silly. 
when, when they end up being scattered and, you know, some of our most, our worst moments, our most embarrassing moments, some of our biggest failures in life can become the launching place for our biggest and best victories. And we spend so much time trying to hide our failures and our weaknesses and, and our embarrassments. And when, we, when we've tried to do it all on our own strength, with our own wisdom, and we just find heartbreak at the end of that story, we try to forget those parts of our past. But if you're living in shame because of part of your past, or if you're, if you're struggling because of a failure that you have experienced in your life, whether a failure by your hand or someone else's hand, you got to know something. You don't have to run from that. It can be the launching place for the best victories in your life. It can be where your turnaround starts. It can be what takes you from defeat to victory. And Jehoshaphat, he comes back from this battle and he writes a bunch of stuff. You see, he just started going in the right direction after this terrible loss. He had torn down part, poles of, to worship Asherah, these altars for these false gods. He comes back from this battle and he starts to set up places of worship for God. He makes a decision to, to put judges in place to help the people come back to God. He starts to just do some right things. See, a whole lot can start to happen in your life when you start to tear down some of the wrong stuff and you start to put up some of the right stuff. Maybe it's time for you to take a good look at your life and your heart and see, maybe there's some wrong stuff you've been propping up in your life, some wrong ideas or beliefs or ways of living, just some, just some things that haven't been working out for you anyway. And when you take a real good look at what your priorities have been, what your goals have been, the kind of people that you have been investing in, it's just not, it's not really healthy and it's not helping you. It's time to just tear some junk down and start to take some right steps, putting the right stuff up. Jehoshaphat's defeat ends up leading him to make some right decisions that lead him to his greatest victory. And I don't know what part of that journey you're on, but it's time to start that journey because you were made for more than shame, guilt, defeat, and embarrassment. God has made you to be a victor through faith in him. Jehoshaphat, he starts doing the right stuff. And as he's doing the right stuff, it's like a kick you as you're down kind of moment in the beginning of chapter 20. You see, it says, after this, he's put in these, in these places, these great people to help serve the people, serve as officials. Uh, he's, he's warning them about their sin against God, and they're, they're, they're turning their hearts back to God as a nation. It says, after this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and some of the Meunites came, this is a tough word, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Like I said, kick you while you're down and kick you while you're trying to get back up kind of moment. There are people in life, that they'll kick you while you're down. There are people in life that'll kick you when you're trying to get back up. We're not those people. You see, we're supposed to help each other get back up. 
to be with each other, to bear each other's burdens, to lift each other up, to encourage each other, to help each other get back on this journey with God to be victors. Time to evaluate what kind of relationships you've been investing so much time in. They're, they're, these, whether they thought because of the loss with Ahab that they were vulnerable, whether they thought this was a great opportunity to invade, they decide that they're going to attack Jerusalem and this threat was way too close to home. You see the enemies gathered just about a couple miles away from Jerusalem. This fight was right on their front porch. There was no avoiding it. There was no going around it. There was no rewinding the tape and starting it all over. The battle was right there in front of them, unavoidable in their neighborhood. It was close. He gets word of this, Jehoshaphat. It says the people of Judah, it says alarmed as he gets word of this, he was alarmed. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast to all of Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. They, they come here, and Judah gathers, Jehoshaphat gathers them all together, and he prays. He prays this incredible prayer, and I'm not going to read the whole prayer to you, but it's a great prayer to go back and read in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 6 through 12. There, there's parts of this, though, that I want to focus on. It says this in verse 9. Jehoshaphat, in front of in front of all of the people, after just declaring God as the powerful God, the one true God, he says, are, are those that came before us have said, those who, who have lived in it and have built it in a sanctuary in your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and we will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. But now, there are men coming to get us, he goes on and says. And then it ends with this, it says, For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Jehoshaphat, he's like, listen, they said that this is what we were going to do. My ancestors, the people that have come before me, they said, we're going to worship you, God. We are going to stand here before you. We are going to cry out for you. You are going to hear us and you are going to rescue us. They said it and I'm going to do it. We, we are going to practice this battle cry right now. This is what we got to lead with. This is what we got to start with. It's not about our scheming or our planning. We got nothing left. We got no power to face this enemy, but our eyes are on you. <laughs> what you going to do? It's a focus that places the battle where it belongs, not in our hands, but in the one whom we belong to. The very first step to how to be a victor with your battle cry is focus. I mean, that's what prayer and fasting are supposed to do. Fasting is a very scriptural and spiritual practice of setting aside something, most commonly setting aside food and fasting. And when we feel the, the sting of what we are missing because we decided to fast, we focus that time and our hearts on seeking God and His will for our lives in prayer 
That, that's really what prayer and fasting is about. It's about a focus. It's about not being distracted. It's about being driven to God. The, the step one to how to be a victor is start to focus not on your enemy and the battle, but start to focus on God. It's a simple shift in your heart and your mind that will change the outcome of every battle you face. Today, this week, this year, forever. It's a focus. And then... It's a position. You see, they got in the right position with God. Not, not, I'm God of my own life. Would you just come be a Band-Aid and help fix something? Not, God, I need, I need you just in this one area of my life, but, but not in all the areas of my life. It was a position of dependence that was expressed in that last verse. I really got nothing. And that's why I'm looking to you for something. I don't have a strategy that's going to hold up. We don't have a plan. This thing's bigger than us. These struggles, they're, they're too hard for us. I can't figure it out on my own. That's why my eyes are on you. I, I can't focus on it because if I focus on it, it just sends me down. And it's circling the drain kind of down. I, I'm just going to put my eyes on you. I got nothing. They had the right focus and the right position. And God moves when you have the right focus and position. You start to see him move in unexpected ways. This guy pops up. As they're here worshiping and waiting on God, as they're looking for him, it says the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, and Jehaziel stands up and he says, listen, King Jehoshaphat and everybody in this town, Judah and Jerusalem, this is what God says to you. Don't be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army, for the battle is not yours, it's God's. It's such a solid affirmation. Because what they had done in the prayer, in the focus, in the position of dependence, what they had done as they said, you're God and I'm not, is they had given God the fight and just were willing to follow. When you do that, when you give God the fight and you're just willing to follow, he works in unexpected ways and he comes in unexpected places and he affirms that he's got you, that he's with you, that he's going to seal your victory. Just keep following. It's the essence of what this guy says on behalf of God. He says, listen, you're going to go down tomorrow, march down against them. They'll be climbing up this path of Ziz. What a sweet name that is. And you'll find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. So specific instruction just about being in the right position. You will not have to fight this battle. It's just about being in the right position. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to strategize it. You just have to be in the right position of dependence on God and following Him with your life. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. 
Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat, he bows down and worships. You ready for the battle cry? The pregame jam for life? Your spiritual pregame jam? Your battle cry that will lead to victory in your life? Here it comes. He says, he bows down and he worships before God. Then some of the Levites and, uh, from, from this place, they stood up and they praised God They praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. A worship service starts busting out. They get up early in the morning. They head out to the desert, and as they're heading out, the king, Jehoshaphat, he stood up and he said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Israel. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. And as they went out at the head of the army, this wasn't no brave heart kind of battle cry. It wasn't a bunch of screaming and wailing and pump yourself up. As they went out to battle, they sang, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. We're going to be grateful. God loves us and he always will. We are his people. And so we are victorious. That's the battle cry. It's worship. See, these are more than just songs to God's kids and his people. If you're a person of faith, they're more than just songs. I mean, and we miss it. We miss it when we make worship just religious routine. We're missing the power that is found in the right position and focus of worshiping God. We miss it when religious just becomes empty routine. We miss the power that is found in worship and position before Him. We miss it when we don't take that step to worship Him because we're a little uncomfortable, because it makes us a little more uncomfortable. You know what's way more uncomfortable than singing some songs about how great God is? Getting beat down in defeat is way more uncomfortable. And our spiritual battle cry is worship of God. It's our pregame jam. It's why we sing Sunday mornings together. It's why we sing online together. It's why we play these songs. It's the reminder of all that we have to be grateful for. It's a reminder of God's never-ending love for us. Romans 8 says, nothing could separate us from. That's why in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 it says, I'll rejoice at all times. I'm going to pray continually. I'm going to give thanks in every circumstance for this is God's will for me. And when you make worship of God your battle cry, when you make it your pre-game jam, you become victorious because what happens is your enemies, those things that keep you up at night with anxiety, your fears about coronavirus and finances, all the things that grip your heart and make you lose sleep as you worship God and turn your heart to Him, those things lose their grip on your heart and they lose their grip on your mind and you become free again. As you worship and sing your pregame jam out to God, the, the voices in your head that are causing you fear, 
they lose their volume. And God's voice is restored to its rightful place in your heart and in your head. Loud and clear, reminding you of all that you have in Him and all He's going to do in and through you. Your fears subside and gratitude in your heart, it starts to increase. And I got to tell you, I need that more now every day. Every day I need it more and more. And I, sh I should have needed it as much a month ago or two months ago or last year when things were going great. But right now as this battle is too close to home, as my struggle has become every day, as the tests lie around every corner, as the anxiety and the fears the fears blow up in my head and in my ears and in my heart. Now more than ever, I need a battle cry, a pregame jam that sets my heart in the right place and prepares me for victory. And my pregame jam is worship. The right position and focus. God, here I stand. I don't know what I'm going to do. My eyes are on you. And I don't know what I can do except sing you praise and remember that you love me no matter what. And remember all the great things that you have done and dream dreams about what you will do next. As the people are walking to battle singing, this absolutely incredible thing happens in verse 22. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of, that were attacking them. They, but God sets ambushes against them, and then they start attacking each other. And so as the nation of Israel comes into the right position, as Jehoshaphat leads these people to the battle that was too close to home, they crest the hill and look down upon their enemies who are completely defeated. The enemies will fall in your life as you worship God, give him the fight. Give him the fight. Take the right position. This is your fight, God, because I'm your kid. I can't overcome this anxiety and fear myself. I can't get, I can't get past this relational struggle myself. I can't. Victory, it has to be yours, but my eyes are on you. And my heart and voice are going to worship you as the God of my life, and I will remember your love and what you have done for me. And the enemies, they will lose their grip, and they will fall. And you will be victorious. It's why worship is such an important thing. It's why we do it all the time. This is our pregame jam, and if you haven't tried it, try it. And the best act of worship is recorded in Romans 12, chapter 1. The songs are an important part of worship. Our heart, our position, our willingness to follow are an important part of worship. But you know what Romans 12, 1 says is our spiritual act of worship? is to offer us as living sacrifices to God. You see, the greatest act of worship the biggest pregame jam that leads to victory is just saying, God, we're yours. Take my life. You can have it. And if you have questions 
about how you can give your life to God and trade all that you have for the victory that he has for you. We would love to help you talk through that. Just hit the connect button below or send us an email. For, for the rest of us, it's time to get our pregame jam back on. Our battle cry is worship, no matter what our circumstances look like. We praise God in the darkest valley. We praise God on the biggest mountain because he is our God. He has done great things. He loves us and nothing, no virus, no circumstance can ever change that. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your great love for us. Would you help us to lead with our battle cry? We got nothing. We don't have any power to change our circumstances. We just are saying our eyes are on you. You got to move. We'll be in the right position. We are going to pray continually. We are going to worship you no matter what our circumstances have. Victory is yours. Our eyes are just on you. Would you help us put you back as the number one priority of our lives? Help us to worship you in any circumstance. Help us to make you greater in every way we can. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that you're enjoying our worship service so far. Although the current circumstances may be keeping us from gathering together, it can't stop us from worshiping our God together. We're so glad that you were able to join us. Worshiping through giving keeps our hearts in the right place, and God always blesses us when we give back to him out of what he has given us. We may not be able to pass the offering plate this morning, but a huge part of worship is worshiping God with our gifts and offering. For more, check out Malachi 3, 6-10. As a church, we get that times are a little scary right now for all of us. We are still your church. We are still here for you. We are still reaching into our community like never before. We are a church that is for Jesus, for Schuylkill County, for your friends and family who don't go to church, and for you. None of that has changed. We are working harder than ever in the midst of this storm to serve and support you and the people who mean the most to you. We also depend on your financial generosity to be able to continue to do all this. Your generous giving is what allows us to continue our mission. You can give online securely using the buttons on this page or by visiting gracefreechurch.net slash give. The recurring option makes it very convenient for you and helps us balance how we distribute funds and stay on mission. If you'd prefer to give by check, you can also do that by mailing that directly to the church office at 101 Grave Street, Crisona, PA, 17929. Together we have a opportunity to make a difference like never before as we work on implementing our mission together. We will get through this, and when we do, we'll be bigger, stronger, and we'll have reached more people than ever before. We're so glad that you're a part of this place. Thank you again for your generosity. I worship you, I 
I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship
never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working
And I know you will do it again For your promises, yes and amen You will do great things Oh God, you do great things Oh hero of heaven, you conquered the grave You free every captive and break every chain Oh God, you have done great things We dance in your freedom service was a great encouragement to you. I hope you're feeling ready for your week. I hope you are pumped up about God and know that he loves you so much. We love you too. We're right here with you in the middle of it. Be paying attention to our content throughout the week. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're with you. We're praying for you. Have an awesome day.